0: In 2005, Hurricane Katrina devastated New Orleans, radically altering the life of the city and its citizens. For my guest today, it also changed the path of his career, making him one of New Orleans' most successful self-made entrepreneurs. This is YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. I'm Kevin Daum, and each week I bring you insights from the world's top executives of YPO, all made possible with grants from Gazelle's Growth Institute, www.growthinstitute.com. YPO member Wesley Palmisano always knew he wanted to go into construction. He's a third-generation businessman in the New Orleans construction business. After graduating at the top of his LSU class in just three years, Wes ventured out on his own away from the family construction business and worked for a commercial construction company. But when Hurricane Katrina hit in 2005, Wes convinced his bosses to allow him to form a new division in the company to meet the housing needs of post-Katrina New Orleans. Eventually, as the previous generation of the family company retired, Wes formed his own company, even hiring his dad as an employee. Wes has accumulated numerous awards, including 2017 City Business Fastest Growing Company Regional Award and their Best Places to Work Award. He was also included as a Junior Achievement Rising Star, named Gambit's 40 Under 40 list, and also was named as an Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Wes, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. How did you get into construction? Did you start out just picking up hammer and nails? Yeah, there's a great
1: backstory and a long family legacy in construction here in New Orleans. My grandfather came back from World War II and started the company, W.J. Palmazano Contractors, in 1950. And so my grandfather ran the company from the 50s through the 80s. And from the 80s through 2013, actually my dad and my uncle continued to operate that company. In 2013, I decided after working and growing up around construction, of course, my entire life, and then pursuing a career in commercial construction here locally with another firm, I decided to go out on my own and try to take the family name and business to another level. And in doing that, I started a new company and a new entity because my dad was in the process of retiring and wanted no part of the risk that I was about to take with my business plan and the way I wanted to grow.
0: So did your father's company then, it cease to exist?
1: No, so the old company was 100% residential. You could almost look at it as overnight, we flipped the switch and started a brand new company that pursued commercial construction. My dad actually retired shortly thereafter and then came to work for us. And so the legacy is there, the family history and me being a third generation entrepreneur in the New Orleans market gives us a longevity and certainly some name recognition but at the same time, what we're operating in today was a startup
0: on April 9th of 2013. What were some of your biggest obstacles that you overcame in being that sort of a startup business?
1: The challenges in building the company all revolve around rapid growth and managing the things that I think are probably typical for most companies that grow rapidly. Number one is always people, and especially in a service-oriented industry, finding and building the right team is number one and that challenge and something that I think is the number one reason for our success in that we've really managed and overcome that obstacle of building the right team and finding the right individuals that buy into and are aligned with our philosophy as a company. So that people oriented thing is the biggest challenge and of course, beyond that, there are so many project oriented challenges that we face every day. But you know, a few stand out more than others doing projects that are 40 or $50 million, huge losses. You know, our margins are very low in this business.
0: Many YPO members who step into the companies that their fathers have run for many years, and there's a whole lot that goes around with trying to find their own way. Has it been easy having your father be your employee when he was used to being the boss?
1: It's really been a great experience, I think, for both of us in that he came in as an employee. And yes, he's an employee, but I guess we, of course, look at it a little differently. He's seen around here as more of a mentor than he is an employee and has been a great supporter of mine along the way. And of course, from his perspective, he says all the time that he enjoys being part of the journey. When he turned 70, actually, is when he retired. And so it was time for him to take a step back and he had worked for actually over 50 years in the industry and the business doing residential construction. So he looks at it obviously that our business being commercial and civil is completely different than the work he was used to. And so in a lot of ways, he looks at it somewhat in awe of the scale and size and complexity of the projects we do, the technologies we use. I think we are a little bit of an enigma in our industry about 80% of the companies like us that are controlled by the baby boomer generation. And so we are definitely what we feel like the next generation of construction professionals. There's so many things that are different about what we're trying to do and being the innovators in construction here in the local market that have become a tremendous learning experience for him and given him a great opportunity to view what we're doing.
0: You have brothers and sisters? I do. I'm one of six. You're one of six. Where are you in the lineup?
1: I'm fifth. Out of six.
0: Your fifth. So typical family business, none of the first four were interested?
1: Even though I'm one of six, I'm the only one that's in the construction industry. And so we all grew up around the business, of course, with my dad being in construction his entire life. Everyone else chose different paths. And, you know, of course, my parents were great in that they encouraged everyone to follow their own path and find a way to find success and happiness for themselves. For myself, I always knew I wanted to be in construction. So it was very clear to me. Coming out of high school, actually, I tried to go to work for my dad and not go to college, which is another interesting part of my journey and story. And that my dad and uncle were huge influences on my life and pushed me in a big way. Actually, in some cases, threatened some physical violence that if I didn't go to college, they would take care of it for me. <laughs> and so, I, of course, I'm very thankful that at that young age, you know, at the time being 18 or so, and so eager to get into the industry and being very passionate about it. I wanted to go to work and they said, well, you know, go get your degree and then you can always come back if you want to.
0: So where did you go and what did you get it in?
1: I went to LSU and got a degree in construction management because that's what I knew I wanted to do. And so the construction management degree, it was really interesting that I got there and knew what I wanted to do and wanted to get out and work. So I guess to prove a point to some extent, I ended up finding my way through the program in three years with the point of getting out to work. So I went to work actually for a local commercial construction company here in New Orleans, just to go broaden my exposure and horizons and didn't jump immediately into the family
0: business. You know, there's a lot of conversation about how useful A college degree is in being an entrepreneur and in your particular case yours was very practically oriented towards the business that you wanted to be in so now that you've had a chance to both run your own company and be in the construction industry how much value did you find from the degree itself
1: I would say relative to the construction industry the degree did not provide near the exposure that I gained the three years after I got out of school. You know, being in college for just three years, what I will say is that on the other side of it, I think it was certainly a life-changing experience and broadening horizons and changing the way you think. I look at it as more of a an experience that broadened myself and the way I approach things more than it did give me some practical knowledge about the construction industry or how things work because our industry is so specific and so technical that on the job training is really where the
0: value is. Wes, it's time for the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. What is your favorite question to ask when you meet someone new? Where are they from? Name three of your personal core values. Integrity, resilience, and innovation. Who has had the greatest
1: impact on you as a leader? My dad. He taught me the value of hard work, resilience, integrity. I mean, there's so many lessons that I learned from him. And one of our core values for the business is inspired actually by him. And we call it Sweet Floors. And that's the thought process that no one is above any task. Every individual is willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. What is your favorite business book? There's so many. I like to characterize it if I can in terms of authors because the authors that have inspired me that I've drawn from in, in building our business are people like Simon Sinek, Jim Collins, Patrick Lencioni. What are you reading right now? 10% Happier by Dan Harris. What is the one leadership trait that brings success? Resourcefulness. What is the one leadership trait that kills success? Attitude, and of course, having the wrong attitude about the situation.
0: Name one daily behavior that will help a leader grow. Routine. Name one trait that makes an employee valuable. Loyalty. What's your strangest daily habit?
1: Part of my daily habits, every morning I walk in the building and jump on an inversion table and hang upside down, which a lot of people think is odd when I'm looking at emails or something on my phone, reading the news while I'm hanging upside down.
0: Nice. How how long do you do that for?
1: (laughs) Uh, Three to five minutes. What's the best way to show employees appreciation? I just think consistent feedback and, and patting them on the back every chance you get. Well, I'd
0: certainly like to pat you on the back for this interview. It's been great, Wes. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks to Gazelle's Growth Institute for underwriting this program. Learn more at growthinstitute.com. Join me next week when I'll be interviewing YPO member John DeArment, who will share how his company Channel Lock Tools keeps its grip on the market. I'm Kevin Dom, and you're listening to the YPO 10-Minute Tips from the Top. To learn more about YPO, please visit ypo.org.